story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody And welcome to another episode of Storytime with Mama G. How are you all doing? I hope you have all had an absolutely marvellous week, which of course is the type of week that I have had myself. Why? Well, there's lots of exciting things happening, lots of exciting things around the corner that I cannot wait to tell you all about and we've been in the planning stages for them this week but of course one of the easiest ways to find out what all of these exciting things are is by following my social media so head to Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and search for at Stories, and you will be the first to know when exciting things are happening and one of the very exciting things that are happening today, right now, is that it is time for another Beatrix Potter story. And this one is one of my favourites from when I was little. It is The Tale of Squirrel Nutkin. <laughs> This is a tale about a tail. A tail that belonged to a little red squirrel, and his name was Nutkin. He had a brother called Twinkleberry, and a great many cousins. They lived in a wood at the edge of the lake. In the middle of the lake, there is an island covered with trees and nut bushes, and amongst those trees stands a hollow oak tree, which is the house of an owl who is called Old Brown. One autumn, when the nuts were ripe and the leaves on the hazel bushes were golden and green, Nutkin and Twinkleberry and all the other little squirrels came out of the wood and down to the edge of the lake. They made little rafts out of twigs and they paddled away over the water to Owl Island to gather nuts. Each squirrel had a little sack and a large oar and spread out his tail for a sail. They also took with them an offering of three fat mice as a present for Old Brown and put them down upon his doorstep. Then Twinkleberry and the other little squirrels each made a low bow and said politely, Old Mr. Brown, will you favour us with permission to gather nuts upon your island? But Nutkin was excessively impertinent in his manners. He bobbed up and down like a little red cherry, singing, Riddle me, riddle me, rot to toot, a little wee man in a red, red coat, a staff in his hand and a stone in his throat. If you'll tell me this riddle, I'll give you a groat. 
Now this riddle is as old as the hills. Mr. Brown paid no attention whatever to Nutkin. He shut his eyes obstinately and went to sleep. The squirrels filled their little sacks with nuts and sailed away home in the evening. But next morning, they all came back again to Owl Island, and Twinkleberry and the others brought a fine fat mole and laid it on the stone in front of Old Brown's doorway and said, Mr. Brown, will you favour us with your gracious permission to gather some more nuts? But Nutkin, who had no respect, began to dance up and down, tickling old Mr. Brown with a nettle and singing, Old Mr. B, riddle me ree, hitty pitty within the wall, hitty pitty without the wall, if you touch hitty pitty, hitty pitty will bite you. Mr. Brown woke up suddenly and carried the mole into his house. He shut the door in Nutkin's face. Presently, a little thread of blue smoke from a wood fire came up from the top of the tree, and Nutkin peeped through the keyhole and sang, A house full, a house full, and you cannot gather a bowl full. The squirrels searched for nuts all over the island and filled their little sacks. But Nutkin gathered oak apples, yellow and scarlet, and sat upon a beech stump playing marbles and watching the door of old Mr. Brown. On the third day, the squirrels got up very early and went fishing. They caught seven fat minnows as a present for Old Brown. They paddled over the lake and landed under a crooked chestnut tree on Owl Island. Twinkleberry and six other little squirrels each carried a fat minnow. But Nutkin, who had no nice manners, brought no present at all. He ran in front, singing, The man in the wilderness said to me, How many strawberries grow in the sea? I answered him as I thought good, As many red herrings as grow in the wood. But old Mr. Brown took no interest in riddles, Not even when the answer was provided for him. On the fourth day, the squirrels brought a present of six fat beetles, which were as good as plums in plum pudding for Old Brown. Each beetle was wrapped up carefully in a dock leaf fastened with a pine needle pin. But Nutkin sang as rudely as ever. Old Mr. B, riddle me re, flower of England, fruit of Spain, met together in a shower of rain. Put in a bag tied round with a string. If you'll tell me this riddle, I'll give you a ring. Which was ridiculous of Natkin, because he had not got any ring to give to Old Brown. The other squirrels hunted up and down the nut bushes, but Natkin gathered Robin's pincushions off a briar bush and stuck them full of pine needle pins. On the fifth day, the squirrels brought a present of wild honey. 
It was so sweet and sticky that they licked their fingers as they put it down upon the stone. They had stolen it out of a bumblebee's nest on the tippity top of a hill. But Nutkin skipped up and down singing, Hum-a-bum, buzz, buzz, hum-a-bum, buzz. Yes, I went over Tipple Tyne. I met a flock of bonny swine, some yellow-necked, some yellow-backed. They were the bonniest swine. The trio went over Tipple Tyne. Old Mr. Brown turned up his eyes in disgust at the impertinence of Nutkin. But he ate up the honey. The squirrels filled their little sacks with nuts. But Nutkin sat upon a big flat rock and played nine pins with a crab apple and green fir cones. On the sixth day, which was Saturday, the squirrels came again for the last time. They brought a new laid egg in a little rush basket as a last parting present for Old Brown. But Nutkin ran in front laughing and shouting. Humpty Dumpty lies in the bick with a white counterpane round his neck. Forty doctors and forty rights cannot put Humpty Dumpty to rights. Now old Mr. Brown took an interest in eggs. He opened one eye and shut it again, but still he did not speak. Nutkin became more and more impertinent. Old Mr. B, old Mr. B, Hickamore, Hackamore on the king's kitchen door. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't drive Hickamore, Hackamore off the king's kitchen door. Nutkin danced up and down like a sunbeam, but still Old Brown said nothing at all. Nutkin began again. Arthur O'Bower has broken his hand. He comes roaring up the land. The King of Scots, with all his power, cannot turn Arthur off the bower. Nutkin made a whirring noise to sound like the wind, and he took a running jump right onto the head of Old Brown. Then all at once there was a flutterment and a scufflement and a loud squeak. The other squirrels scuttered away into the bushes. When they came back very cautiously, peeping round the tree, there was old Brown sitting on his doorstep quite still, with his eyes closed as if nothing had happened. But Nutkin was in his waistcoat pocket. This looks like the end of the story, but it isn't. Old Brown carried Nutkin into his house and held him up by the tail, intending to skin him. But Nutkin pulled so very hard that his tail broke in two, and he dashed up the staircase and escaped out of the attic window. And to this day, if you meet Nutkin up a tree and ask him a riddle, he will throw sticks at you and stamp his feet and scold and shout, Cook! Cook! Cook!
I do enjoy the tale of Squirrel Nutkin, and I hope that you enjoyed it too. And I really have loved that story since I was little. I can remember going to the W.H. Smiths, which is a newsagent in Plymouth, which is where I was born and where I was very little, and counting up my pocket money so I could buy the book of the tale of Squirrel Nutkin. But what I do remember about this book is it didn't have Beatrix Potter's illustrations in. The pictures in this book were of little models. It must have been from a TV series, I suppose, that was on telly at the time, although I don't remember that. And I loved this book so much. And I hope that you enjoyed the story too. It's a really fun story. And I think the moral of the story is don't annoy owls because you'll end up in their waistcoat pockets. That seems like a sensible moral, doesn't it? And I'm sure that as grown-ups and even as children, if you read the tale of Squirrel Nutkin, since then you have not irritated adults. Because how many of you can say that you've been in an owl's waistcoat pocket? I imagine not many of you. I certainly haven't experienced that, but I think that probably as an adult I wouldn't fit. Probably owls are a little bit more scared of me than I am of them. It's very likely, actually, because I'm not scared of owls at all. I think owls are wonderful. Have you ever seen how long an owl's legs actually are? Very, very long. Get your grown-ups to Google pictures of owls' legs. They look very funny because they're not what you expect at all. Well, shall we now get on with something you might expect, which is the book of the week. The book of the week this week is a brand new book. It is so hot off the press. It only came out yesterday, May the 5th or 6th. I don't know what the date is today. I could probably work it out. I think it's the 7th today. Well, also, it might be August the 29th. 2036 when you're listening to this but in which case this book is not hot off the press anymore but when this podcast was recorded this book was so hot off the press there was still smoke coming off it and the book is called Grandad's Camper and it's by Harry Woodgate and it is about a granddaughter her granddad and his camper it's as in camper van. It's not a competition to find out which of her granddads was camper. Granddad's camper! No, it's about his camper van and the adventures that he used to go on in that camper van with Gramps, who was his boyfriend or maybe his husband. And he tells his granddaughter all about these exciting adventures and how they used to see the world. But the thing is is that unfortunately Gramps is no longer with Grandad because he's no longer alive. So Grandad's feeling a little bit sad without his 
best friend and his partner around. So his granddaughter uses the camper van to cheer him up and remind him of lots of wonderful memories. So this is a rather gorgeous and lovely book by Harry Woodgate. It's about love, it's about loss, and it's all told from an LGBTQIA plus perspective. And it's just charming and beautiful and lovely and heartwarming. It's a bit funny, it's a bit exciting, it's a tiny little bit sad, but it's just a gorgeous book. It's published by Anderson Press, and as well as writing the words, Harry Woodgate has drawn the pictures. You might have heard me open the book there, and the pictures are really lovely. Granddad and Gramps, first of all, they look like an absolutely fabulous couple. Gramps was uh, an adventurer, he was tall and handsome, he sounds gorgeous. And he was an artist as well, but he wasn't very tidy. They liked going to the beach, they liked making sand castles, they liked sitting in the camper van at the end of the night with a hot chocolate, and playing their guitars and looking at the sunset. Oh, they liked driving through cities, oh, they just went on the most fantastic adventures. And I do get the sense that poor Grandad, now that Gramps is no longer around, feels like a little bit of him's been taken away, but his granddaughter knows that the way to find that little bit, a tiny bit of his heart again, is through the camper van. Oh, it's such a gorgeous book. Um, and it's so important that older members of the LGBTQIA community are represented in books like this, because as, uh, as a community, the LGBT community does tend to focus on its younger members and there is always, it's sort of a joke, but it's actually quite a reality that the older you get as a gay person, uh, you start to disappear because, well, your, your culture's not made for you, but the older gay people do very much exist, older trans people exist, older non-binary people exist, older bisexual people exist. Well, older people exist, and therefore it's really important that we hear their stories, because especially a lot of older LGBT people, we exist in this life and we have the life that we have because of what they experienced. So to see them now appearing in kids' picture books is really rather heartwarming. And this is, of course, a perfect accompaniment to Katie Has Two Grandpas, which is another book I've uh, recommended on this podcast about a gay couple. And if you would like to buy Grandad's Camper, all you need to do is go to my bookshop.org affiliate page where you will find it listed on my podcast recommendations and you can buy the book through that. And it is, of course, supporting your local bookstore as well. So that's Grandad's Camper by Harry Woodgate. Will, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Storytime with Mama G. I forgot to say that if you are intrigued 
by Grandad's Camper, then I have an absolute treat for you because Anderson Press have very kindly let me read it, film me reading it, and upload it to my YouTube channel. So if you go and search for Mama G Stories on YouTube, then you will find me reading Grandad's Camper by Harry Woodgate. And whilst you're there, why not subscribe to the channel? There's lots and lots of fabulous things up there, and I do not want you to miss out. And also, don't forget, you can subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It does all help having your support because it helps other people find this podcast and enjoy the stories and have a little bit of positivity in their day, which is what I'm trying to bring to you, my darlings. Now, before I go, I should tell you that quite possibly, keep your eyes peeled, May the 14th, which is uh, Friday next week, I will be doing a Zoom story time for the Book Trust's Pajama Rama fundraising evening. So keep your eyes peeled to my socials for that because that has the potential to be rather fun. June the 19th, I will be doing Mama G's story time roadshow at Squish in Camberley. And very exciting. You heard it here first. July the 4th, Mama G's family pride party is back and hopefully bigger than ever. So do keep your eyes peeled to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories to keep yourselves up to date. And I will see you all back here next week. Bye. It's story time with Mamaji. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time, story time with